If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, we do our intro for 53 minutes. This is where we talk about whatever. Uh, we start out by talking about Organifi's brand new gold chocolate juice. Uh-oh. That's right. It's chocolate flavored or uh, gold juice. This is really good to take at night. Helps you uh, sleep better and relax your body. Cocoa by the fire. Tastes we like are, chocolate and gold. We are sponsored by Organifi. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash mind pump and enter the code mind pump, you'll get a fat 20% off. Then we talk about Adam's inexpensive Christmas gift recommendations. Hooked you guys up. Hey. He goes down a list of gadgets and gizmos. Pretty interesting gadgets. Then we talk about red light therapy and hair growth. Yes, photobiomodulation. Hope Ooh, I said that right. There's hope, Adam. Actually helps with hair growth, also helps with muscle recovery and overall health. Adam actually noticed some benefits uh, on his head. Now, our favorite company that provides this kind of product is Juve. It is the highest quality that we found that you can find online. And they're coming out with a new handheld version, small version that you can shine on any part of your body. If We are sponsored by Juve. If you go to joovv.com forward slash mind pump, you will get a free MAPS Prime program. Juve, baby. With the purchase of $500 or more of Juve and free shipping. Then we talk about PETA. Oh, PETA. You guys jumped the shark, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Offended by everything. What have you done? Yeah, ruining their message. Then we talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer being under fire. Will you social justice warriors <laughs> fucking relax? Can you find, like, what can you find next? Like, My what else is there? God. Then we talked about the connection between depression, anxiety, and lifting weights in particular. Lifting weights in particular. Then we get into the fitness segment of this episode where we answer questions. Only took 53 minutes. 53 minutes. The first question was, Whew. what is our opinion on the Strong Lifts 5x5 five five workout program? This is one of the more popular free programs that people talk about online. Uh, we have a very strong opinion about this program. Find out in that part of this episode. The next question is, what order do we suggest people do the MAPS programs? We have a lot of MAPS programs. So if somebody wants to go through all of them because they're really smart, what mm. is the best order? So we kind of break down. If you're interested in doing the math programs and you want to do them in the right order uh, for best results, you might want to listen to that part of this episode. The next question is, we've talked about how the metabolism tends to adapt to cardio. In other words, if you do lots and lots of cardio, the metabolism can actually slow down and become more efficient. Not good if you want to maintain a lean body. The question was, how much cardio will actually trigger that type of an adaptation? And finally, what is our opinion on those shoulder posture correct corrective braces? They look kind of funny. They go around the shoulders. Almost looks like a bra, except it doesn't support your boobs. It's supposed to support your shoulder girdle. It's the arb. Yeah. Do they help or do they hurt? Also, all month long, all month long in the month of December, you can enroll in any MAPS fitness program, any of them, either the bodybuilding ones like MAPS Aesthetic or MAPS Split, the metabolism boosting muscle building ones like MAPS Anabolic, the functional training ones like MAPS Performance, any of them, and you will get one year of access for free to our private forum. Now, that's a $100 value. Our forum is one of our most valued things that we offer. 
in our forum, you have personal trainers, doctors, chiropractors. You have Dr. Jordan Shallow, Dr. Ruscio, Dr. Justin Brink. And then, of course, most special of all, you have people like Adam, Justin, myself, and Doug in there answering hey, questions. Thanks. It's free for a year if you enroll in any MAPS program this month only. If you want to find out which MAPS program is best for you, go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. What are you looking at, Adam? It's the new Organifi drink. Oh, you have a new flavor? The gold chocolate? Yeah, yeah. It's the gold chocolate. I I think it just came out. Jack, oh. Jackie sent it over to me. Chocolatey gold. It looks, they, I'm trying to see if it's the same. looks like it's the same formula as the gold it's juice. It's got the turmeric, the raishi, the yeah, yeah, yeah. turkey tail. Okay, yeah. So oh. it, it is it is the same, oh. but it's a different flavor. So this is their winter. It's a it's a new winter flavor that they're doing, and it's just a, it's a chocolate flavor. They, they need like to send a, us samples it immediately. It looks, like, yeah. looks like a picture of like a, like, looks like hot cocoa. It makes me want to sit by the- It's a tea, the, but it has like a chocolate aftertaste. Mm. Yeah, well, mm. tea, chocolate, we need samples chocolate. immediately. Yeah, I, I, I like the. Uh, how can they beat the regular gold juice? I flavor? know that's the um, interesting. But that's, this looks like this looks like, gives gives like a hot cocoa look. You know, makes me want to sit by the Christmas tree and sip hot hot, hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah. did you get <laughs> or not? <laughs> uh, did, you, did you get your tree yet? Huh? Yeah. Did I not show it to you guys? No. You did. You got it. Yeah, uh, I got. I got my uh, cancer tree. I just got it. Uh, what do you mean cancer? Oh, you flocked it? it? Yeah, I flocked the fuck out of it. Why? <laughs> you? Oh, you flocked. We like it flocked. Oh, yeah. Did you buy it flocked or did you flock it yourself? No, I bought it. You got. You got no. flocked the I'm fuck not trying out. To, of I'm it. not asking for cancer. You know uh, what I'm saying? Dang. Yeah. So I had somebody else do it. That's all a bunch of chemical stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah you're the one. Is that his best? Yeah, a little asbestos. Yeah. I don't think it's actually that. Hey, how f- <laughs> if you it just you know the other reason why I don't like flocking trees or flocked trees is because it just highlights the fakeness of the whole thing. You know what I mean, not only do you have a Christmas tree in your house, yeah, but it has snow but on it. It has to have snow in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just cracks yeah. me up. I, you know, it just gives it a. Well, we also have like so our house is it's up like it's decorated now, right? Do you have to put a gate around it for the dogs. No, they're good. They don't pee on it or anything. Oh, yeah. No, no. I was no. worried mine was. He didn't. He hasn't yet. <laughs> he only he shits will. and pees on your shoe. He does yeah, while, he, while you're he wearing. Shits it. on my shoe. When they were puppies, they used to knock the. The balls down, mm. and so I and and mm. Bentley ate a candy cane one year. So one year we one year we did candy canes all over the tree. That was yeah. the last time we did that. He just uh, ate one candy yeah. cane. Well, yeah, because he got it off the tree, ate the whole plastic everything, shit in plastic like the next <laughs> next week. Yep. So we we definitely didn't do candy canes again. But so no. you want to sit by that tree and sip our my my gold Organifi cocoa. Your 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 chocolate gold. In some juice. kind of yeah. weird like Santa robe. I'm yeah. just picturing this. Hey, I got something for the audience though because I I came across this article and I I haven't shared it with you guys yet. And I just I want to hook the audience up with this because one of the one of the hardest things, or at least for me, uh, you know, being introduced into Katrina's family, uh, where everybody loves each other, we we all get like Christmas presents for everybody, and I'm just not used to that. I'm not used to like we have to buy thirty gifts like for everybody. Yeah, and it's you buy that many uh, gifts. We used to do that. It's uh, pretty close. That's that's it's, a pain because what the the way they do it is all the adults uh, exchange names, and then everybody buys for any kids. And everybody's got fucking kids. Yeah. So when you look at my sister's side of the family, her 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 family's kids that are in there, I mean, we're close to probably 20, 30 kids somewhere oh in that God. somewhere yeah. in there. So, you know, and and I, I think it's such a waste of money just to buy shit to buy shit. So I'm always looking for like cool gadgets. And this article came up in this uh weekly penny called 25 must have gadgets that are selling out this holiday. 
And why I liked them is because they're all really cool gifts, and they're all probably very reasonably priced. So the the number one is this uh, fixed gift. It's FIXD. It's a little chip that goes into your car, any car that's 1996 or above. And basically, it's like a uh, real-time diagnostic of your car. So if anything goes wrong, you know how the maintenance light comes on, mm. you take it in, and they're like, oh, it's the flux capacitor, and they right, charge you $1,000. Yeah. Like, no more of that bullshit. Like, it tells you exactly if it's a fuse or something gone down or what like that. So it's so it's a chip. Yeah. The only problem with this is who I didn't even know you could, that we had a chip. <laughs> we already plugged that well, in. Well, no, oh, yeah. it, it comes with that. It'll tell you your model. Whatever model you have, it'll tell you where you insert it into that car, and every car's as long as you have a 1996 model or above, it works for every vehicle. And oh, real quick, uh, dad joke. My dad got me really good one year. He got he he has an Acura, and he goes, "Hey, I, I put a chip in my car." I'm like what? And he opens up the hood, and he had a, it's a corn chip. Yeah, he had a Dorito. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh God! Wow! Just wow. reminded me. Yeah. So it was an epic. Anyway. Yeah, that was, so that's number one. I'm like gonna he go, thought of that and actually put a chip in there. Yeah, he did. Wow. <laughs> that's so good. That's a lot. He really. That's a lot really, of effort. A lot of setup. A lot of effort for yeah. a dad joke. I, right I remember it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah, it's memorable. Number two is a a photo stick. So this is just makes backing up photos really quick. It's like a USB port, and it automatically, as soon as you plug it into a computer, it finds. So instead of having to open a folder and do all that shit, it automatically finds where the photos are it. and gets Ugh. it automatically. Wow, back you to could it. steal people's photos so easy with that. Right? Yeah. They leave the room, poop, poop. Yes. This one was cool. Okay, uh, DSL. Give the gift of free TV, cut the cord, save a bundle. There's this company called Skylink Antenna. You hook it in. The antenna is simple to install, and you automatically—if you can receive up to a hundred high-definition st- stations for free. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yes. This sounds this sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> this is like when you like cut a cable line, you just sort of like splice it and like put it. Skylink. It's yeah. called Skylink. So it's it's it. You plug it in, you get free TV. Yes. Up to a hundred high def channels. There's got to be some bullshit to that. I got too many big why, trees. Why we've just we've just got we've just advanced antennas. We had antennas when we were kids. It's mm. just a better antenna that's picking receiving picking up. Yeah, these. Well, what are these channels? What are you going to watch? Like, I want to see what this thing TV? looks like. What is it like? Huge? Like no, not at all. Like a spaceship on your Doug, roof. Doug can pull it up. It's called Skylink Antenna. And it gets up to a hundred high def channels, depending on your area. But I'm assuming some people get a hundred. Some some uh, people get it's, no. It's not that thing. It's, it's <laughs> that's the say. It looks like right oh, there. that's it right there. That's it, dude. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's weird. I want to look up the reviews on that thing. It's but cheap. I know all the gifts. I'm 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 it's like twenty bucks. I'm hooking everybody up right now. These are all like under a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, so these are great gifts for like the. I feel like the ch- the TV channels you'll get will be like Iraqi news. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Today's nationally it's crappy. It'll stuff. be like all infomercials. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right, next, next. The one? next one is number four is the Vizer V I Z R amazing heads up display makes GPS fun. Uh, it's just like GPS, like a clear thing that goes on your your dash. It's a cool gadget. If you have a, a family member that's into like gadgets, this is a cool thing. So it shows the map on your. It, it, it like it has like a, a virtual look to it. Oh, thank you, Doug. I oh, what? It. Yeah, uh, that's I could see. I thought see yeah, that but, would work for me because I get lost even with uh, GPS. <laughs> it's like augmented reality. Whoa! Though, could you put spaceships on it? Stupid. All right, go ahead. Next one. Yeah. Uh, that's number really cool. Number five, Key Smart, the ultimate keychain. These have been around forever. It's just like it has the ultimate like all the little it's like a swiss army knife of like gadgets for like usb ports plugs in all these different things called key smart cool uh. that that's like a that's you know, another gadget thing if you got a family member now this was interesting it's called dodow d-o-d-o-w and it's it's an awesome sleep thing now this sends out uh soothing blue light that gently pulses 
helping ease your brain into sleep mode. So it pulses a, a like it's like blue light therapy in your bedroom. I thought help. blue light was bad for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I got blockers. Yeah, well, I got a. Like, <laughs> sounds like the opposite of <laughs> yeah. what you want. It's uh, it's do. D-O-W. He's got it up there right oh, now. Oh, he got it. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. Interesting. Yeah, that was. I thought They're that just was throwing counter information out there. Science-based guiding breathing techniques. Okay. So I'm going to skip seven and eight because I think they're stupid because they're like uh, insoles for shoes and sock gadgets. These are. I'm only going to hook people up with it. I think ones that are cool. They're cool. Yeah. I have to talk about this one even though because this company actually reached out to us and wanted to advertise and I actually kind of told them to fly a kite and it looks like they're blowing up. Uh, neck hammock. And it's for people that have like stiff. Necks. Oh, I've seen this. Yes, the guy neck reached hammock. out. The, That's legit. Why didn't you? You should have had him because send it's a crutching a fucking. Pro, it's crutching a it's shit. You need to fix. No, I think it's a, it's it helps nah. provide traction what? for your neck, right? Okay, you know so, what that means? Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. You said what? <laughs> no, I'm saying what. what like that you that? actually think that it's a good it's a good idea. Isn't that the thing? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Well, this, this let is, me look at the picture of it. Oh, you just rest like your chin in it. Oh no, this is good for traction. Or your head. So sometimes when people have compressed discs or whatever uh, uh, discs, did I say something else? This helps create. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. Uh, I want to rewind that. Yeah. This will create a little bit of traction, which will alleviate some of the pain. But then if you combine this with exercise, it may be a good thing to use. Okay, so why Have don't them you- send us a sample. Well, yeah, no, they wanted to come on the show and they wanted to sponsor us. And I, I told them huh. to fly a kite. Oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, why don't you speak up then? Okay, okay. <laughs> number 10. I, I am. <laughs> Adam's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am yeah, a tough yeah. sale. I mean, it, what it screams to me is somebody that's got forward head- and instead of addressing the forward head, now you now you stick this your head in this hammock and you sleep in it, which is basically just lifting I, lifting it up. I don't think it's to sleep. I think it helps alleviate pain, and it might be good if you sure. combine it with exercise. But I'd have to try I, it out. Yeah, I probably wouldn't sleep like that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it yeah looks and, like an auto. Like, and like, would you really auto <laughs> Just weird dreams, like yeah. like you hear sort of cracking noises. Yeah. Hey, babe, uh, yeah. can you sit in this real quick? See, look at all it all it's doing is I don't know, man. I don't mm, know. Interesting. I'm, I'm not sold. You might be sold on it, but All I'm right. not sold on it. All okay, right. so number 10. It's gravitational forces. Eco yeah. green charcoal bags. This was interesting right here. The magic of activated charcoal continues to amaze even scientists. Discover new ways to use already proven purifying power. Imagine never having to spray a bottle again. New charcoal bags are a simple trick to remove foul smells around your apartment or house. This would be great for Justin in his restroom right here. Hey, yeah. I've already been ingesting it, so did, might as well. Did you know they make underwear that have a little charcoal strip? I, Shut up. I've seen those, yeah. They have a char- Shut like, up. Like, and it's like right you know, around your anus. So you, you could fart and it would just like, <laughs> yeah. it would absorb the smell? Yeah, so you yeah. fart. No way. It's like a filtration it system. Yeah. It's true. No way. Yeah, that's true. That's does it really- work? But does it work? Like, I don't know. Well, that's there's only one. I should, I'd have to try it out. We'd have to. Yeah. Here's if a, it works on you, that thing is. We, we bring Courtney on, and she would like you know verify space age technology. Here's yeah. a cool one that uh, for those that have family members that drink a lot of beer. I wish I drank beer because I think this is neat right here. It's called Chill. Okay, uh, it's a way to keep beer cold. Basically, it's like a one of those hydro flasks, but it's designed to unscrew at the bottom, and then the bottle just goes in, and so it keeps your your beer cold. It's like mm. a, it's like a, a, a futuristic koozie. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Future koozie. Yeah, it unscrews the bottom, and then the beer, the standard, any standard beer cow. bottle fits perfectly into it. Keeps your beer cold. So you just forever. put it right inside the koozie. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm, it's like hot tub uh, time machine right there. Yeah, hot tub time machine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Well, I, no, that's not it. That's not. Like, no, that's not it. It's all right. We don't need to see it. Yeah. So I get it. it's fine. Uh, I'm skipping the next one because I think it's boring. 
<laughs> this one's cool. Uh, Snap Smart Cam, the hidden cam that allows char- uh, charges to your phone. Hidden so, cam? Yeah, everybody needs a hidden camera. 1080p uh, camera, you can hide it anywhere. Not creepy at all. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Order that. Uh, here's a carbon clean. This would be great for all our people that uh, that own the Felix Grays. One thing about the Felix Grays I do notice is I do have to clean them a lot. They smudge a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the, the- I don't know if I breathe too hot or whatever, but I'm always like fogging them up. You know, they're, do you breathe like this? Were you like breathing up? Yeah, that might be it. There's yeah, something different it. about the lenses. Like they're, I don't know what it is, but something. Oh, obviously, there's something different because they block blue lights. But because of that, they get they get kind of like they get really easily they get smudged. So I'm, I'm I am. What happens is the blue light collects in the lens, and then you have to wipe it off. Stupid dude. Wow. <laughs> Stupid science. And, yeah, it's terrible. This guy's bringing in the knowledge. So there's these things called carbon clean. Clean is spelled with a K. Uh, it's designed for Ooh, that. That's, every time, it's so funny when they spell something with like a word, like one letter that's off to make it look cool. Yeah, clean with a K. That's just misspelling. Clean. So I'm 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 skipping stu- I'm skipping stupid ones. So I'm I'm on 19 now. It's an iTac safety disc. This is kind of neat. It's like for roadside emergency if you ever have to pull over at the at nighttime and change your tire or something like that, and you like slap it like it's like a magnet slaps on the side of your car, and then it's like this. You know, it's like a like a bright orange color, so cars can see you when you're driving by on the freeway. Mm, I feel like that's not that advanced. Yeah, it's not really that. I feel advanced. like we've had magnets for a while. This one, <laughs> this magnet one, technology. Doug, you had to look this up. This is called Glow Bowl. Well, so glow and then ball. One word. Sleeves now. Yeah. This is one I am for sure getting that's because I don't know about you guys. I don't, how do you guys get up and go take it? Do you guys keep night lights going on in your bathroom when to go pee? Like, or how do you guys get it when you or do you turn on the lights to go take a piss? I adapt in the dark. Yep, I use sonar. Yeah, technology. Look at this. You can you can uh, oh, LED that's cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my a little god. Light show when yes. you're taking a dump. Yes. I like that. LED lights. You can color your <laughs> toilet bowl any color you want. But I, I love it because is it a black light? Because that would that would be good in the toilet. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Justin, you put this in That'd your toilet. That'd be kind of fun. You put this in your toilet. Your boys would have a fucking oh blast. Oh my god! Isn't it'd that great? A, it'd be like a dance party. No, <laughs> and it's like a ten dollar gift or less. I just these. I'm done. I'm, I'm like getting a, that one. The rest of them are stupid. But I thought yeah. those were the best ones in no, the twenty five. Speaking 25 of futuristic things, so I was on the plane coming back from my trip. And you ever look at the the magazines that are in the planes that they provide you with? Like when you're just insanely bored and you got nothing else? Yeah, they're like, yeah, turn off your electronics. What magazine? There's a magazine that's called called Air Mall or Sky Mall. Sky Mall. Yeah, Yeah, it was something like that, right? So I'm looking through it and just wasting time. And there was a hat that had the photo biomodulation technology. Oh, like like Juvelite? Right. It had red lights in the hat. And it's for people who are like in like little what like LED yeah lights. so like the, like I had the hat flipped upside down it was all red like what and so I'm looking at it I'm like oh look they <laughs> and so I showed Jessica and I'm like look they put they put the photo biomodulation I hope I'm saying it right I think so red light therapy in a hat because it helps regrow hair and she starts laughing she's like. That's so dumb. That doesn't work. And I'm like, don't you listen to the show? Like, yes, it does. Like, I told also- you that. I've noticed- So we're talking, right, about this. We're going back and forth having a little debate. And then this lady sitting next to us, she's like, I'm a, and I can't remember the name of her position. It's like a trick of something. Her job, she's a dermatologist that, speci- that, that focuses on hair, hair follicles, hair follicles and, the hair, yeah. and the health of hair follicles. Huh. 
So this woman turns around. There's, like a, there's a specialist for that? There's a name, and of it starts course. with a T. That's maybe big business. Maybe Doug can figure it. out the name. It starts with a T. And she turns around, and she goes, I'm a whatever. And she goes, it does work. She goes, absolutely. I have people use it all the time. She what? goes, that stuff definitely. She's like, the key is you have to use it consistently, but it does help regrow hair. So this is what I noticed about the Juve light. But she did say it had to be very, very. Consistent. And high quality. Hmm. Remember how the Juve light people came on the show and they're yeah. like, our lights are good. The other ones are not good. Yeah. So then I told her, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I said, I have a podcast and we're sponsored by Juve. And she's like, oh, they're one of the best. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's rad. Confirmation. Well, I told you that I noticed a difference when when I was consistently doing every day. And now, Oh, there it goes. A, tricholo- a trichologist. <laughs> that sounds like a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tri- hey, trichologist. Hey, I'm skeptical. A trichologist. I'm skeptical of yeah, you. Maybe yeah. I'm saying it wrong. Anyway. <laughs> trichologist, I don't think they'd like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I thought she made up some shit. I looked. At, you ever do that when someone says something to you and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I, yeah. I looked it up afterwards. I love the I'm it's a like, mixologist. It's like the, you're, the you're Holiday Inn commercials, you know? Remember yeah. those Holiday Inn yeah, commercials where somebody's like, somebody accident laying on the ground and they're coming up? What are you? Are you a doctor? Yeah, no, but nah. I, stayed at, I stayed at the Holiday yeah, Inn last exactly. night. So it, so it works. We knew it works through the science, through the studies, but she's a trichologist and she's like, for sure, I use these all the time. And then she vouched for. For Juve, which is really cool. And don't they have like some handheld devices coming out, Doug? Like some wands or something? Yeah, they have one coming out real soon. It's a handheld device. So if you go to the so Juve website. Yeah. It's very small. You can uh, take it with you. You can put it down your pants if you're working on that, that area of your body. That is Testosterone. <laughs> Increases testosterone. Put it in your jock strap? No. no. I, well, I mean, I told you our, our boy, uh, Mike, is it Munsell? I think is how I pronounce his last night or last name. He, he was the one that sent me his... Uh, his test before and after from Juve. And it went up. Yeah, big time. A lot. Like double. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So yep. it was a, but again, I think you have to be consistent with it. And I think as soon as you fall off of it, I think there it will kind of normalize. Like anything. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'll get a, a surge from it. I think if you maintain it, you'll you'll keep that up there. If you fall off, then you'll kind of go back down to where you were before. So what Same I'm, thing I felt with my hair when I was like consistently doing it. You felt it get thicker? Oh, yeah. I felt like my hair was thicker, and I was like, this is weird. I don't know if this is working, but I feel like... And Katrina was making comments. Huh. As soon as I fell off, it kind of felt like it went back to where it was before. Mm. That's how I felt. So I'm, I'm what I was thinking about doing is putting a Juve light panel in my sauna. Mm. So I'd work out, then I sauna... And have the red light yeah. on me. Yeah. So who knows so, what's going to well, happen? What I'm I don't know if I'm going to create like. Well, a, I'm a little worried. Does that work on like all hair? You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. If, if I put it down, it there, doesn't make I don't you. Wanna, it doesn't you know. make you hairier. Right. It just. I'm uh, just making sure for areas that for areas of your body where you're losing hair due to androgenic uh, alopecia, hair loss. Uh, due to the DHT attaching to the hair follicles, whatever. Right. That's what it helps. So no, you're not going to shine it on your <laughs> on your chest and they get it. Sprouting Bert Reynolds yeah. next week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! I'm a wolf man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want my girl to use that shit. Hey, babe. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. sexy. Like, I'm just trying to be more Italian for you. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Terrible visual. Yeah. All right, dude. So what was that thing that we were looking at? You said you wanted to bring it up. on Yeah, the show. I saw something. That was kind of like it was amusing, but also alarming. In that, um, so I guess there, there was all this backlash with with PETA, and they put out some information out there as far as like they were trying to come at certain idioms, so certain ways, like sayings, like uh, you're 
you're beating a dead horse or you bring know, home the bacon, bring home the bacon or, you know, kill two what? birds with one stone. And they're trying to replace it with terminology, you know, to enforce like different ideas and not be like, you know, have like this undertone of being cruel to animals. And so anyway, the Internet went crazy with this. Well, the, the reason why they went crazy, because I read this, too, yeah. is that they were comparing Terms like bring home the bacon to racist, <laughs> to racist. Yes, that's racism. where that's, oh, dude. And that's where people just lost their shit. Yeah, you know? they're like, no, 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 I'm no, sorry. No, no. Bringing home the bacon. Homophobia is not and like racism. And then they're, they're doing all this like comparison and, you know. My favorite was the meme that Sal posted a couple of days ago with the chicken between the two gay guys. Yeah, and they were trying well, to make it look like. Yeah, like it was like. like oh, like the a, chicken between. Yeah. That was, what a terrible. Wow. What a, what a terrible ad. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to. Dis- I think the, the message they were trying to say was that it, e- it, eating the meat would, would kill your sex drive, right? right? right. Yeah. <laughs> but it just looks like two, two gay guys fucked a chicken. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like. I'm like. Wow, this escalated. Yeah. <laughs> See right there, PETA says phrases like bring home the bacon are comparable to racism and homophobia. <laughs> no. Dude. You know what the problem is? We're turning it into a bunch oh, of They're watering kids. down real real issues yeah, by, yeah. by putting information out like yeah, that. Yeah, I got one for you. PETA jumped the shark. Yes. So you know what? <laughs> they, they did. Let me tell you, me, if PETA's listening right we now. We got to rephrase that, Sal. Yeah. What, what is it? Jump the fuck, I don't know. Jump the rock? Jump the chair. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give some advice to PETA right now. And First off, PETA, if you're listening. Sure I understand. Yeah, I'm sure Peter loves mind <laughs> yeah, pumping. They, like, they listen to us all the time. I understand that you 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 view harming animals uh, at the same level as harming humans, and so I understand the empathy and all that stuff that you guys ex- you know extend to animals. I get that, and Wait I understand what you're trying to do uh, to the world uh, because you're trying to save animals. Because again, you believe it's completely immoral. But here's my advice to you. My advice is change your tactics. Yeah. Because when you attack these things like this, you you what you do is you trivialize yes. issues that a lot of people can get behind. For example, m- most people can get behind not being cruel to animals. Most people can get behind changing, you know, mass-produced meats, or at least the way that they're produced and the way animals are treated. Right. But a- when you addressing say addressing that as an issue, yeah, when you say stuff like "bring home the bacon," it's just like racism. Nobody wants to fucking listen to you anymore. No. And this actually highlights what's happening with the rest of society. You see this with uh, feminists will use this. You'll see this with calling everything racist. You'll see it trivializes the real issues, and then nobody wants to listen anymore. Now now you're not effective. Like, you're making a joke it's at yourself. It's fragmented the entire process. So, yeah. like, it's just like, where does it end? Like, it, there's always something that you can... Um, sort of bring up the, that you don't agree. The with. only people that are going to agree with this are people who are hardcore bought in already. If yeah. you're trying to change the minds of of people who may be on the fence as to whether or not they can eat meat or not, yeah. this isn't going to fucking yeah, do you it. Definitely jump the shit. This what? is going to make them go, "Yeah, you're being." What's silly the now. Rudolph thing? What's what going you? on with Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer? Uh, what? what were they saying that it was? Uh, I don't know. So you, you did that post this morning that, that I think you're trying to piss off every, all the ultra sensitive people. Oh yeah, uh, I love and, it. and it's already getting traction. People are commenting. Are we getting tagged and shit? Wait. Yeah. Well, no. I, somebody just uh, some girl underneath here said, "What do you think about what's going on with Rudolph?" Maybe Doug can look up, look see if if you put Rudolph Red nosed Reindeer and see if there's shit coming up. Going controversy. On. Yeah. Co- yeah. I was trying to think. How what, is that controversy? I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, you want to hear one that's really while well, Doug looks? You at could it. find something in it. Right? Oh, it's, uh, it's being seriously problematic, but why? Why is it seriously? Maybe Doug can give us a quick synopsis after he looks at it. But here's here's 
something else while he looks that up that I found hilarious. Do you know that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside? Yes. I was going to bring this up, too. Were you? Yeah. I'm just Sing it, Justin. I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, well, baby, it's cold outside. I really don't care. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's all that's you get. It. That's all you get. That's I don't want to sing the whole thing, dude. So they a were lame song. They anyway. were saying that it's a song that promotes like date rape or what? that promotes because um, the guy's like trying to, to stay women. over, right? Like the the undertone is that this guy's like he's like trying to get some. Yeah, come you know, on, I want to stay in or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I, you know, yeah. she's like, well, I've, I don't know, I've had too much to drink or whatever. She's being kind of coy and you know, like playing hard to get. Here's, whatever. Here's does, why. does nobody listen to rap music today? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, this, that's the hello. thing. <laughs> just like, really? how can you be so angry? <laughs> These same people that are mad at that song are the ones that are like. Uh, Beyonce to the windows the to the walls. Yeah. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, that one's good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Got a good tone. Yeah, you know, I like the nice beat. Oh God! Yeah, it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, fine. You, you may have Baby, something that you're fighting for, outside. but nobody wants to listen to you anymore yeah. because now you're just being silly. You know what? This is what we get for having some good times the last five, ten years. It you is. know what I'm saying? It's exactly for what you're for the last fifty good. years, right? Now yeah. it's fucking weak, weak men are coming. Yeah, dude, we we totally brushed over this though. I'm sorry, I have to read these because like some of these like terms they wanted you to replace for those like sayings, like so, kill two birds with one stone. Feed two birds with one scone. That's what they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better, dude. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Real Be quick. the guinea pig. Wait, hold on. on. We got to break that more. down. I know. Okay, I want to okay. go through all right, all right, We got to right. break it down. Okay, okay. First of all, the saying, kill two birds with one stone, it's extremely difficult to kill one bird with a stone, let alone two. Right. So it's a very difficult thing to do. The odds are against you. easy to feed two birds with one stone. Scone. Yeah, yeah. Throw a scone on the ground. Pretty much, yeah. I'll feed You're guaranteed that's going to happen. birds shouldn't be eating scones. That's right, PETA. What are you trying to do? Make that, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Doug. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's flawed. Okay, here we go. Uh, be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. Right? The test what? tube. Because if you think, you know, being the guinea pig for something, you're the first one to kind of get experimented on. Yeah. Ex- you don't ex- experiment be the test, test tube. tube. <laughs> it's logical. We don't experiment on test tubes, though. We use them too. Anyway. Next anyway, one. next one. Uh, beat a dead horse. Right. Feed a fed horse. <laughs> okay, that kind of works. Maybe. Yeah. Because you're kind of force feeding a fed horse. Because uh, yeah. you're already feeding the. But, but which one seems more like silly? Like, dude, why are you hitting a dead horse? It's already dead, right? right? Versus he's full. Wow. Sometimes you want to feed you're him. You're really more. feeding a fed Especially horse. Especially if you're like an Italian mom. Yeah. They do that all the time. Yeah, and now yeah. you're encouraging obesity in animals. Exactly. Okay, that's, that's as close as we got so far. So uh, bring home the bacon. Bring home the bagels. <laughs> huh? Who doesn't like bagels? Bagels are cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon's a little more expensive. What if you're gluten, you know, intolerant? Ooh. Yeah. I'm offended. How did I can't have gluten? How did flawed. bacon get connected to money? What's the? What's it was the expensive. Back? It was ex- at one point. Uh, yeah. It was expensive, and so when yeah. you brought home the bacon, it was because you did a sign did, of wealth. Yeah, you did yeah, well. Prosperity. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why was why was bacon so expensive? Meat, all meat was yeah, expensive. Yeah, meat was a thing. Yeah. Bro, it wasn't that long ago. The Great Depression was yeah tough times. It man. wasn't that long ago that like eating steak once a week was like a big deal. Well, I get steak, but I didn't realize that bacon was considered a really high. I know steak would have been a better. Yeah, like bring home the steak definitely would have been more expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. right, that's what I, that's what I'm, I was confused. <laughs> We're gonna replace bring home the bacon know, with bring home the steak. Just, yeah, <laughs> bring <laughs> home the steak. There you go, Peter. <laughs> we just <laughs> one up to you. On I'll that make one. it even worse. Bring home the foie gras. You know? hey, oh no, we can't. We can't do that. So, uh, take the bull by the horns. Mm. Take the flower by the thorns. Mm. That's stupid. Yeah, 
So much easier to do that Stop. than take a bull by the horns. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I had to just bring. I had, that was like, it, that was interesting to see how they were trying to okay, rephrase that. So here's why. Yeah, what's going on? They with- don't like Rudolph because <clears throat> the bullying that little Rudolph faces for his red nose, including verbal abuse from his father. <laughs> <laughs> That's Donner, by the way. Don- Donner's, Donner's, Donner, Donner. Donner's Rudolph's father. I guess so. Yeah. This whole time, I didn't know that. <sighs> Mind blown. Because and he was bullied? Fucking Donner. But then at the end of the fucking story- Listen, He leads the reindeers. He leads everybody. Don't be a Donner. It's a like nerd it's a, story, right? Yeah. I feel like it's a good story. It's the, yeah, it's the underdog story, isn't That's it? That's it. What do they- Overcoming okay. adversity. You know what I want? We're eliminating adversity. You know what we need to do? We need to gather up a bunch of these people. I don't know what you want to call them. Punch them in the face. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just bully them. That, yes. that will work. No, we need to gather them all up in a room, and we need to give them some crayons and some paper and say, okay, write down and draw out the, your end goal. Yeah. Please tell me what everything where, would look where like. Where does this like lead? Yeah, like what do you want like everything to look like with mm-hmm. all of it, and just see what they come up with. You well, know what I mean? It's probably just a cloud. Yeah, because we're all breathitarians. Listen, everything that we do, there's a cause and effect, and and I think people when they they have the right, I think they they're they have the right idea of when they're going this direction. Or I think that they they want you know everyone to to be nicer and sure, uh, sure. right. That's think, okay. Yeah, I think in theory their idea works. But when when you see the outcome of what happens when you do that, it just makes everybody softer and weaker. It's not. It's no different than when you have a bunch of kids playing a game in in, in a, a league or whatever, and you have parents coming together and saying, you know, if we if we have them keep score, then that means someone Somebody's loses. Feelings are going to get hurt, and and, and when we need you, to coddle them. And, and when you lose, it doesn't feel good. So what we're going to do is we're not going to keep score so right. that nobody ever right. loses. Right, and in theory, that sounds like a good idea. Like, oh, my kid doesn't have to lose and cry and, and be in last place or like that. He's in, no matter what, he tried and, and he gets, we're- But we're, the kids always keep score anyway. Yeah. Right. And, and besides- Every time. And not and to mention that, that teaches, losing teaches you something. That's right. Yep. And besides that, that's at some point, they're going to experience life where you're going to not be the best. Someone's going to be better than you, or you're going to suck, no. or you're going to try something and it's not going to work. I can be an astronaut easy. Yeah, there's, there's, that's just. Here's the thing: like, people, we all value things. Okay, that's just the way it is. Humans all that all we just value things, and some things we value more than others, and the things we value more are going to be obviously more valuable, and people who can produce those things are going to be more valuable because the things that they produce are valued more by more people, which means those people are more important and are valued more. And this is just a consequence of us being able to move through society and us being able to progress. Otherwise, nothing works, yeah. and, and it just doesn't work that You've way. You've seen uh, Chris Delia stand up on this, but no. like, you're, not a, you're not special? Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. so good when yeah. you get to the, you're not fucking special. Yeah, everybody thinks they're like Denzel in the movie, like you're they're not. watching themselves. Yeah, like, I'm Denzel. Yeah, I'm Denzel. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. No. You're the pussy. You're never the, Denzel. Yeah, you're not like, Denzel. Yeah. Ever in you're any a, moment of life. Yeah, your parents tell you you're a snowflake, and you're spe- you're not yeah. fucking special. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no. right along those lines, I'm gonna bring up an, an article. Oh wow, we're getting we're getting heavy. Today. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah. I told you guys, cry closets are getting used today. Oh shit. Hey, listen. This episode in your cry closet. Oh, you know what? My one of my favorite memes you posted was the one about like how we had to in third grade watch you know the spaceship explode. Yep, and then it gave us like a moment of silence, 
and then right back to it. Yeah, we didn't go home. We didn't go home. Yeah, Cry. a lot of people don't realize, was that 1984, was it? When uh, the spaceship Challenger literally- Like horrific. Yeah, like, look, I remember at the, that look at the date. So for the people who aren't familiar, they literally, all the public schools gather up the children. They, they wheeled in the TV. Remember when they used to wheel the TV in on a big yeah. platform, whatever? They wheeled it in. They plugged it in. This was a big deal for public schools because there was a public school teacher on that shuttle. Yes. And so they made it a big deal. Like, oh my God, it's going to be the first uh, teacher right. that goes to space, 1986. And it was the it was Challenger. And so all the kids, I remember, we got everybody got together and we all sat down yeah. and we all are watching the TV and the teachers are excited and everybody's doing the countdown and we're watching it live, so there's no way to filter what's going to happen. No. And it's going up into the sky, and then boom, the yeah, whole thing explodes. explodes. And I'm, you know, 1986, how old am I? I'm seven years old. So what grade is that? Second grade, maybe? Second yeah. or third grade? And I think second or third grade, the teachers yeah. were horrified. I remember this. Do you oh, remember I was what horrified. Yeah, I started crying. Yeah. Teacher, <laughs> you did? Yeah, I think so. After that, yeah, I did. I remember the teacher started crying. Yeah. And all of us were just It was like contagious. Yeah. The teacher started and then we all realized what happened. And everybody was like, huh? And then we all were quiet and then we went back to class. Yeah. And that was it. And and you know, that's that's shitty, but shit happens. Yeah. And today if that happened you get right back to work. They'd probably have counselors, you know, and you know, a week off of school. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I got something else for you guys. Mm. You guys might find this hilarious. So states are starting to pass bills. That allow drivers to hit protesters if they're standing on the street. What? Yeah. So because what's happened? You, have you seen some yeah, of these I cases? See they, they, yeah, they they block, they barricade like areas and kick it through. And, and, and drivers will feel threatened because people will like bang on the hoods of their cars. Yeah. yeah. And so they're passing bills that are saying like, hey, if someone are hitting your car, like, wow. you can run them over, and wow. and and you'll be. That, I'm kind of I'm kind of pro that. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Kinda, I'm kind of pro like I, you absolutely. There's crosswalks for a reason. And when you're and when you cross the street, you should use them for safety or find and, new ways to protest. But if I'm in my car and you have a baseball bat and you're hitting my hood, you better believe your ass. I'm running you over. Well, I know I'm not gonna. What and yeah, you're threatening? Absolutely. Well, I know for me, if I'm driving, because I've seen some of these videos and they definitely are threatening, mm-hmm. where they're like shaking the car, they're banging on the windows, and maybe they're not breaking the windows, but you're surrounded by a lot of people who are yelling at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was in a car with my kids and I had a a crowd of people around me banging on the windows, yes, shaking my getting car. Getting ran over, dude. I'm hitting the gas. I'm probably yeah. going to hit the gas, and, and and not probably. I am. Yeah, I don't know. No man. hesitation. Yeah. No hesitation. Yeah, yeah. You're you're doing especially. If I got kids in my car. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even a father, and I would like God. that. No, I would kids, do it by close your eyes. I would do it by myself. Oh my like you, you. That's a that's that is fucking threatening, dude. Mm-hmm. So, if someone's being physically violent, slamming your hoods, doing that to you, and you're trapped in there, like. What do you do? I mean, even if they're even if they're not hitting your car, if they're just surrounding and to me, yelling in your window, to me that's like de- you could that could feel very like I'm, fuck. What's about to happen? Yeah, right. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah that's it's, defending yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, even if someone if someone is walking towards me and swinging a bat, even if they don't make connection, like I'm going to do everything in my power to put them on the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just because I'm not going to wait till they fucking make contact with my skull before I try and retaliate. That's stupid. Yeah. No, yeah. hell no. Yeah, Put yourself in that position. You're getting ran over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're passing bills now. In it's states. interesting. <laughs> what states? Does it say? Uh, no, it didn't. I didn't get that. Not far. California. I'm gonna guess Oregon. Yeah, epicenter. Nah, that's like a Texas pass, dude. Yeah, maybe Texas yeah. would be like, if I can run them over or shoot them, whatever, yeah, like, whichever yeah, one. But it's all <laughs> happening in Oregon for the most part, right? Well, the ones that we saw, those the ones videos that we saw. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So uh, why? What's gonna, what's going on in Oregon? You didn't see those videos of no. The, there was like they some... were shutting down. Um, uh, they were shutting down. Streets. I, thought this, I thought this was like the Charles. This is a response to the Charleston thing. No, well, no, it's been. Ha- I mean, it's been happening everywhere. Oh, so North Dakota, North Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, and Texas. Nah, of course, Texas. I, I <laughs> these bills. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, to Florida. L- let's lift the mood a little bit. I got another. <laughs> that, was, that was a little dark. Yeah, let's lift the mood a little bit. I got another cool article. So a new paper was published uh, by researchers that shows the surprising effect on mon- on mental health that lifting weights has. And they're finding that lifting weights as little as two days a week has a profound effect on people's mental state in, in a positive way. Just twice a week, it led to a remission rate, a remission rate, excuse me, that was on par with antidepressants. Wow. And this was specifically resistance training. Oh, I'm so glad they're starting to come out with these studies and prove like pretty much what we know like mm-hmm. from training people. And they're showing that the resistance training is causing actual change to the brain that is contributing to that's the article right there Doug that's contributing to better with mental, an M&M ad right above it that's I great know, better, better <laughs> mental state so it's not just the because it used to be believed that working out just felt good right because you're moving and you're producing these feel-good chemicals and hormones mm-hmm. it's not just that it's actually setting you up for a brain that is more resilient to to depression or anxiety. So it's actually changing, just like weight training changes and shapes your muscles, it also changes and shapes your brain. Mm-hmm. And the way that it changes and shapes your brain is it makes it more resilient to you know these some of these negative, uh, I guess, ailments or feelings. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense, right? Like. If we think about exercise just from a purely physical standpoint and, and don't include the brain, which which is silly that we do that, but let's that's just what we used to think, right? When you get stronger because you're working out, especially with weights, does your body become more resilient to uh, breaking a bone, falling down, uh, hurting yourself? Does it become more resilient to illness? So let's say you get sick, but you and you have an additional ten pounds of muscle on your body. Are you more likely to survive? The yeah. illness. Yeah. Are you more likely to survive cancer or the chronic uh, illnesses? Yes, 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 yes. Well, it's very true for the brain as well. And so, uh, it, it, which is, I, I think this is phenomenal. Yeah. It's so awesome that this kind of stuff is getting mainstream because for so long now, resistance training or weight training has been looked viewed viewed at as just this, oh, it's just this... Um, you know, what narcissistic thing. What's what percentage of the population is actually resistance training? Can you look that up, Doug? I'd be inter- I remember consistently. When, yeah. Well, I mean, period. I think yeah. that I remember when I first came on the twenty four hour fitness, like what seventeen years or more ago, mm-hmm. and they used to give this stat, and it was like only four percent of the population back then. It was really, really low. And I know, I know, every year after that, it was on. It was. It's been on the rise. So it'd be interesting to see like what percentage. Of uh of society actually lifts weights. Is it mm, what does much? it say there? We don't 20, know. 20.8%. Yeah, see, it was like four percent when I first got into the space. Well as to engage in regular regularly in weight training activity. Well, that's good. Hmm. But so so let's just that's still low. Let's yeah. just review this for I mean, a second. More than half well, should be at least. We we've now seen we've now seen mainstream articles saying weight training is better for your heart than cardio. Now it's not saying you shouldn't do both because both is the best, right. but it's saying weight training is better for your heart than cardio. 
We've seen articles that say weight training is the best form of exercise for older populations uh, for pretty much every reason. Right. And now we're seeing uh, articles saying weight training is phenomenal for mental health issues. Right. I think we're on the cusp of seeing a revolution in the way medicine cool. recommends exercise and that they're going to recommend resistance training in particular for all health. Now, yeah, all those facets that you know you brought up. It's interesting to me to think, too, that uh, with the mental side, like mental health side of it, um, just like allocating resources and, and, you know, all these connections that you, you make by, you know, resistance training. It's like you're giving, um, you know, it, it doesn't like, it's not like this continual uh, sort of feedback that you're getting by not utilizing Do you think it energy. matters? Do you think it really matters? What, how? Like, do you think that people are going to, because all the, the science is supporting it, because uh, we're going to start seeing more and more doctors recommend it, do you really think it's going to have that large of an impact yep. on the population yep. that more and more people are going to start doing it. Do you yep. really think so? I do. hundred percent. Hmm. Absolutely. Cause it still take, cause here, we doctors for years have been saying eat less food. Yeah. But the we're message, not, we're not adhering to that. But and that's, that's not the and right. It takes less effort to rest, refrain from doing something to actually take, to make the effort to go somewhere and to do work. But eat less food isn't the right message. We know that. I know, but it's been a message that has been given out for a very long time. But it's you the get, wrong you, message. You get an obese person comes in, they sit with a doctor. I don't think I don't think one doctor has never said back to that person, stop eating fucking food or lay off the food or eat less food. I guarantee that's always been in their prescription. And how many of them adhere to it? No, I know that, but I think that's that's uh, the wrong message and that's far more complex and, 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 and difficult. I you think, think that's more complex than telling someone to go to the gym and lift weights? Yep. I think it's it's oh. easier for people to say, hey, you should do some kind of resistance training at least a couple days a week. Hmm. I think don't. I think eat less food, first off, is the wrong message. We know this. You tell someone to eat less food uh, without teaching yeah, them which a, foods make them want to eat I agree, more. I agree, the, but it's not about what's... It's not about whether it's a, a good message or a bad message. It's the the people adhering to it is what my argument. Trends mm. trends definitely catch wave and definitely grow people's awareness and increase people's participation. Cigarette smoking, for example, that's a big trend that reversed. It used to be so cool to smoke cigarettes. Now it's so it not cool. Um, you know that's a ter that's a that's a good example. Running went through its own you know revolution in the seventies where everybody wanted to run. Aerobic activity gym. Uh, participation in gyms alone exploded uh, in the 90s. I think resistance training still today, if you ask the average person, hey, what do you think about weight training? They're going to say, oh, you know, mm. it's to build big muscles, it's to look strong, to look tough, you know, to make you look good. It's They still don't have the perception of resistance training uh, in the health. same- Do yes. you think, okay, so say, say this does take on, you know, weight and it becomes, it starts a movement- um, do you see that message getting distorted at all by like machines and, and it being all about like, sure. yeah, For sure. ease of access, right? Sure. Definitely. There, there's gotta be a way that's, and that's my argument is that people are fucking lazy yeah. by nature. Bottom line. If you're too lazy to not shove a burger and, and fries in your face, what makes me think that you're going to take the action to go to the gym and exercise? Mm -hmm. I mean, at, at least personally for me, it's easier for me to make a choice during the day when I want a burgers and fries and I go, fuck, I've sat on my ass all day long. I haven't exercised. <clears throat> Today's not the day for me to do this. I'm not going to do it. It's easier for me to do that than it is to fuck, get up off my ass after work at five or six o'clock, yeah. go to the gym and go exercise and lift weights. Yeah. I, so think, I, I still think that problem <clears throat> still exists. You know what though? 
this is something interesting that I'm, no matter what I agree it's good yeah. right yeah. but I, I I question will it be as significant as you think it's going to be uh, as far as people starting to get more I mean I think it's going to take time it and it's going to open up the conversation and it's going to make the conversation different it's going to take really influential people to you know yeah. like buy into it well think about it this way how many people have tried working out. For and forget, I'm not not resistance training, the traditional way that people will try working out, which is do cardio, go running, uh, get on cardio machine type of stuff. What percentage have tried doing that for three months out of their life? Right, it's a pretty it's a pretty significant percentage. Not everybody, but a lot of people have tried. Now, imagine if instead of them trying those forms of exercise, if everybody tried three months of good traditional resistance training. I think a larger percentage of them would have stuck to it because of the results that resistance training provides versus what you see from cardio. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, because I know me, when I would work with people with resistance training, if I got them for three months, I got them for a long time. Because after about three months, you start to see and feel the benefit. I think it's a better selling point. I also think the message needs to be different, though. If doctors are saying, go lift weights to lose weight, it's not going to work. I think if people say lift weights a couple days a week because it improves your health, health, makes you move better, these types of things, then it might be a little bit better. Because if you sell exercise for weight loss, it's a bad, uh, it's a bad way to sell exercise. Exercise alone is a terrible way to lose weight. Mm. We know that. you got to have the diet. But I think if we sell it differently, maybe it's going to be a little bit different. I, I don't mean, it's a big problem. All, the, the, for me, the exciting thing is I think resistance training is finally going to make it mainstream. It's finally going to become this like, you know, that's the way you exercise. Yeah, see, I, don't think exercise. I don't know. I think sometimes we're, we're in our own little bubble, you know, and we and we think that way. I, I think I think most people, the average American looks at exercise, uh, whether it be running or lifting weights as more work. And most Americans feel like they work already a ton mm-hmm. and to put more work in regardless of its benefit. I don't think there's a person in this world, whether that whether, no matter what the message is, that if you ask them, do you think that lifting weights is good and healthy for you, would say no. I think they all would say yes. Now, more and more science is supporting how much better it is for you, but I think the average American fucking knows. I think they know that lifting weights would be good for me. I don't think anybody goes like, oh, lifting weights, that would be bad. You know, yeah. So I don't think th- that this is going to be as revolutionary as you think it's going to be. I think that it's I think it's good information. I think it's going to get rid of some bad information. Like uh, I think hopefully the people that were exercising, there's going to be more people that were running that make a decision to probably go lift weights instead of that. But those are the same people that are making effort and trying already. Is it going to impact the 80, 80 percent of the other 80 percent of the population that doesn't do shit? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There, there is some evidence that shows that trends seem to be going the other direction. Parents are more seem to be more aware of the types of foods that they feed their kids. People are talking about uh, the lack of activity now in a different way than yeah. they used to. Um, but I don't know. I, I definitely I, think it's going to become a trend. I think there's two like really important environments that this has to take uh, hold of and, and to really like uh, take off with was at school and at the workplace. And so whether this is like instituted yeah. by uh, upper management or like the CEO's decision maker That's a great of, the, point. of the company yep. needs to mandate this hour as like here's you know not just 
And this is something different than just a lunch break. That's a that's a great point, Justin. I, I that that's I, the only way you're going to culturally that, exactly yeah, culturally that, that I can it. get on board with because and you st- you're seeing more and more companies do this. More and more companies are, you know, uh, I know I know uh, Apple, Google, all these big ones. You know, everybody is allotted a uh, a monthly membership that they can go to mm-hmm. a gym. Some of them have actually built gyms inside their facilities, so they're encouraging it more and more. Mm-hmm. I think the future is that it becomes mandated like, or a part of, like, I think when companies it's get scheduled really, in there. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, though. Look, we don't even do it. We're a fitness company. Yeah. I, think, I think it would be very wise. Of, it would behoove us to have this morning ritual with our staff and, and contractors that all work with us where, hey, we meet at the Mind Pump studio at 8 a.m. and we all get a lift in. And I think that would be this super positive thing that we'd see benefits. Well, the the in. recommendations, and sometimes the companies will pay for fitness programs and stuff like that. The recommendations are typically based on the current accepted science. So right now, you may get, uh, you know, go do some, go do this aerobics class or go do this. I think as more and more news like this comes out with resistance training and they're showing that it's more beneficial, once insurance companies see that this actually may save money, then we may see that you mm-hmm. know move more in that direction. For me, what's exciting is the conversation is changing around resistance training. It, it wasn't that long ago that resistance training, even now when you talk about lifting weights and you bring it up in an office, what do people picture? Yeah. Bodybuilders and people with big biceps. And yeah. They don't picture like, oh, it's for my health. You know, it, It's not in the same category as other forms of exercise that people consider just for health. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that's what excites me. Is it, it excites, mm-hmm. Now, here's the drawback. 100%, here's the weakness with resistance training. It's more complex. Right. Mm-hmm. Resistance training, it's not easy like getting on a piece of cardio. No. And, and, it, we, and we in general, as humans, tend to gravitate towards easier, 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 easier. You know? Yeah. Yep. Less so effort, less effort, drawback. less effort. Yeah. And now new science supports, hey, taking more time, more effort is better for you. Does that, will we gravitate towards that? I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I like to be optimistic with you and think that it's going to be revolutionary. But I, I don't know if I have that much faith in humanity in in this aspect that we would actually take more effort towards it. Unless, and I'm with Justin on this, unless it gets it gets such a problem. And this is how we work. This is what's going to happen when 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 the stats that everyone's been saying for the last ten years really starts happening, where the kids start dying off before the parents, and obesity is just rampant, and our health care is fucking upside down, and we're a fucking mess, and all these kids are really out of control to the point where we mandate exercise as a part of the education, and now kids are being taught mm-hmm. strength training at a very young age, and it becomes part of their education. God, that would be the absolute that, best thing ever. Yes, it would. Yeah. That, now, that would be revolutionary. It would that be the, would change a culture. Uh, imagine if they did that. Imagine if for schools, they taught weight training. Yeah, what if- what if We had a ima- class imagine, weight training. Why yeah. wouldn't, in my opinion, that would be just like English, math, history, any other subject, all through school. Yep. Like from K one all the way up, and all and, you do and, is you teach you teach like four or five really you, basic. Well, you just concepts. you just progress yeah. it, just like you do in every, any other subject. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying when they're yeah, when there's an advanced yeah level when they're in first grade, and, you're yeah. not doing barbell squats with them. In first grade, you're just teaching them activity and movement and flexibility and mobility, a little basic play exercise as play. And then as they progress and get older, you start to implement 
more and more better movements for them to at one point, I don't know what age exactly that ends up being, but at one point you start to progress them into barbell lifting and then it becomes a staple thing that they're doing. Everyone's doing instead of running high high track and instead of having these, these other standards that they used to have in physical education, like we, we adjust that a bit. So it's a little more focused on resistance training. God, the irony of all of this is if you implemented that, you would see a hundred percent, you would see a reduction in ADD diagnosis You'd see scores go up on tests and grades. You'd see kids behave better, quote-unquote better, in classrooms because they're moving and they're active. Uh, of course, everybody would be healthier. It's so crazy that we thought that it wasn't, it wasn't important, and it's probably contributing to most of the problems that we see now, including the behavioral problems that we're seeing. Yep. Yep. This clause brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Craig Valentine, 581. What are your thoughts on strong lifts five by five? You know, that's probably one of the better basic training templates uh, that's out there. Don't they have studies to support that if you were to do just one, like, um, I don't want to call it a modality, it's not a modality, a one um like in that protocol. in that call yeah one protocol thank you justin mm-hmm. one single protocol that the the benefits that you get from a five by five type of training model overlap the most as far as strength hypertrophy everything than any other rep range i mean it's 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 effect part of the reason why it's effective is they focus on the best exercises it's funny because this this workout's been around for a long time and the exercises in it i'll i'll, I'll tell you what they are right here uh, squats, bench press, barbell row, uh, overhead press, and deadlift. Yeah, the ones that we would all agree <laughs> I mean, the best. And, and it's bang for your buck. And right it's, it's it's an old school template for exercise. It's been around for a long time, and it got popular as the internet kind of got popular and grew. Yeah. And people started doing this routine, and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm building way more muscle on this than I am on this body part split once a week routine that uses all these machines and cables and all this other shit." And people were gaining more strength and muscle. Because why? It focuses on the best exercises. It doesn't focus on the other exercises. It's your meat and potatoes. It's a lot of frequency. I think you squat two or three days a week in this program, uh, and you're doing five sets of an exercise, which encourages practice. So if you're going into a workout and you're doing five sets of squats and you have to do five reps, what tends to happen is you don't really start to fatigue for the until you get to the last couple sets. So the first few sets are you're practicing your squats. You're pra- kind of the things that we that we preach all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, if you want to take it to the next level of a routine that's similar but far more maps programmed, it'd be maps anabolic. Right. You did something like maps anabolic, you'd get much better results because there's a lot more you know programming. Well, because you get all the you get all the perks of what you're talking about right there as far as the the exercise choice. The, the strength blocks, mm-hmm. and then you, we've also included the other two phases, which, so you're right, I think that, and and I tell people this every, I get this DM a lot, like, what do you guys think of 5x5? Five five? Yeah. It's like, well, many of the positive benefits that are in MAPS Anabolic are based off of a 5x5 five five type of training mm-hmm. protocol. Yeah, yeah, it's a three-day-a-week kind of full-body type routine. That's how it's kind of broke down. And, you know, it's funny, I remember 
learning a little bit of this lesson years ago when I first started squatting. Before I learned how to squat, I would do leg press, hack squat, leg extension, leg curls, other various leg machines for my lower body. When I learned how to squat, I learned how to squat from powerlifters that worked out in the gym that I worked out at. And they told me literally, and I listened to these guys because you know here I am, I'm a kid, and here, here are these guys with massive bodies. They're all muscular and they're all really, really strong. And they're like, yeah, just don't do any of those exercises anymore. When you come to the gym, just do squats for your legs. That's all you got to do. Just do squats, do you know five sets or eight sets. Some days I do 10 sets of squats. And I literally gained that summer something like 12 or 13 pounds of lean body mass. And that was my first lesson in the fact that not all exercises are created equal. Some exercises are far, far, far superior when it comes to building muscle and building strength. And that's why that's what a routine like this is. It's a very, very simple, basic template. I'll tell you this right now. Strong lifts five by five is superior to 90% of the bodybuilding, muscle building routines you see on Instagram. Yeah. That's for sure. That are way more complex or whatever. I first heard about it from Pavel, actually. And he uh, was the first to introduce me to that and like uh, has even adopted that same principles and those same concepts into like the new form of what he's, I think it's through Strong First, this is new company. But I mean, literally, it's just like foundational principles that apply. But for us, I think that we just, we need to build off of that. We need to keep you ahead of the, ahead of, uh, the plateau and, and ahead of the adaptation process. So this is something that everybody, I feel, will get benefit from it because it is it's 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 a foundational uh way to build strength it is it, some of the drawbacks to it is it's super anterior you know plane type workout you're it's you're not doing any lots of rotation you're not working on <clears throat> uh other parts of the body with stability and so if you just did these kind of lifts all the time you'd be better off uh than, than not but you could potentially develop imbalances. That's a great point. And your body will adapt very quickly because you're doing five sets of five reps, you know, all the time. There's not a lot of phasing involved. Well, and this is too, I mean, this is why the collective ideas of, of our backgrounds are unique because, you know, that was what I was always addressing was the movement patterns that didn't exist within the training modalities I saw. Mm -hmm. And so that was always a big missed step that I felt like I could fill holes with, you know, in people's programming. And uh, to add rotational elements, to add, um, you know, different multi-planes uh, to consider. Uh, these are all important factors when now structuring something that can apply beyond just I grew muscle. But now, you know, my movement is considered as well. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also I remember when Sal first sent me over Maps Anabolic to look at it. And part of the brilliance in it was that this you know, protocol is what the first phase was. And I remember at that time I was putting that together with my own clientele base, realizing that this is something that most people neglect because there's so many studies around eight to 12 rep range being the best rep range for building muscle. Like that's widely known that if we take people, all the same people and we measure them just for four weeks and we say, what is the best for hypertrophy? Oh, we find out that it's this eight to 12 rep range. And so that has perpetuated that information has been perpetuated in the fitness industry and now everybody gets stuck in that and so i know i knew that most people are training either in the 8 to 12 or i had a lot of my female clients that would 
you know, lean 12 to 15 because they don't want to lift heavy weight because they're afraid of getting bulky. And so making my clients train in this five by five or this strength type of phase was actually, I was finding was the most beneficial for a majority of the pop- population. And so when I remember opening up the the MAPS program, I thought, oh my God, this is, this is going to get so many people right away because when they go through phase one and it's exactly what we get. What do we, what do people always say? They 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 purchase maps anabolic, and they're blown away. Yeah, pit and PRs. Oh, blown away. They're blown away by it. And it's really it's not that it's magical, and there's nothing so special about the exercises that are in there. It's that they they are they're the the five best exercises that you should be doing are included in that routine. It makes you train in mm-hmm. a strength phase, which a majority of people tend to neglect unless you're a strength athlete. And so we see these people just explode and see incredible results from it. But like you guys are saying, the biggest knock that I have is the same knock that I have for any any protocol, which is getting stuck in a protocol. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the brilliance behind MAPS is that every one of the programs that we've created includes two to three to four phases in it. And that's the idea is that no matter how awesome or amazing a protocol is, the importance of phasing in and out of it so that you don't get the drawbacks of being staying in it for a very long time. And the common ones with 5 by 5 and I know this from my experience, not only with myself, but clients, is this is where the aches and pains tend to happen a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Joints start to get all achy and stuff because you're lifting heavy weights and you've been doing that for months on end, and that's normally the first signs of you've been in this phase too long. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing, if you're doing a routine like this and you've been doing it for three, four months, just changing the exercises even – will start to get your body to to progress again. I mean, an important point that needs to be made is, you know, if your if your nutrition is adequate, so it doesn't have to be perfect, but if it's adequate and you're sleeping is and your sleep is adequate and you're otherwise healthy, the right exercise stimulus will get any body to change. Okay? Let me say that again. The right exercise stimulus will get any body to change. That's a fact. So Consider that if everything's adequate, and you're doing you know kind of good, and you're otherwise healthy, and you're working out, and you're just not, you're not progressing, you're not getting stronger, your your endurance isn't going up, you don't find yourself improving, you don't find yourself building more muscle, or maybe burning a little bit of body fat. Look at your workout, your your body, it's just not sending the right signal, and it could be that you're completely adapted, and that signal has lost its luster. You know, when you first send a new adaptation signal with a workout to your body, when it's the right one. It's a very loud and bright signal. And the body looks at it and says, hey, we need to change. Let's do these things. Let's get stronger. Let's build muscle. Let's burn body fat. If you continue to send that signal over and over again, your body essentially gets used to it. And that signal becomes less loud, more and more dim. And then over time, it just becomes enough to maintain. And sometimes, if you if you really stay hard-headed with it, you can even start to regress because that signal is no longer even loud enough to maintain what you've built. So it's extremely important to understand that you need to change things to get your body to change. But truth be told, I, I tell you what, I could pull 90% of the workouts on the internet, 90% of the workouts that Instagram fitness models and celebrities promote, it's a basic, you know, four exercise program like strong lifts will will beat them. It'll it'll honestly beat them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, our maps programs is based on uh, you know some of these principles of not only simplicity, but then of course in the complexity and how you program that simplicity to keep the body uh, progressing. But this is the—I mean, there's very few programs that people will say to me, "Hey, what do you think of this workout?" And I'll reply and be like, 
oh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. There's this one, starting strength is another one where people say, hey, what do you think of that? Like, that's a good, it's a good, you know, workout. It's a good program. Um, Conjugate method. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and then some of the, you know, the powerlifting type routines yeah, for powerlifters. Power yeah. yeah, those are really, really good. Um, you know, t- they tend to be, be good. Like Westside Barbell's got a routine. Even Lane Norton has a decent uh, program uh, for programming. But again, it looks, if you look at it and compare it to these other, you know, jump on the box and kick your leg this way and do all this crazy shit. You look at, oh, this looks so simple. But, it, you know, it actually works. So, you know, but again, this is a routine. This is probably one of the first routines that I did as a kid that I found to be effective, like, or, or at least something similar where I'm like, holy shit, my, my body, I didn't, I'm not changing my supplements. I'm not having to change my nutrition. Yeah. I'm getting stronger. Like, what the hell is going on? And then it kind of opened my eyes like, oh, the workout is one of the most important things uh, you can do in terms of getting to get your body to change. Next question is from Get Fit with Miranda. What order would you suggest doing the MAPS programs for someone trying to lose fat and build muscle? Now, this is a very basic question. And the reason why I picked this one is probably one of the most common It's like questions. a 99% of people probably come in with this question. Yeah, I get this question all the time. And, I, and it's been a long time since we've really kind of broke down where you'd want to start with the MAPS programs and, and how you'd want to kind of progress them. Um, if you if you have some experience working out in the gym, uh, then the classic way that we recommend people start and progress is you start with MAPS Anabolic, which is a very, very good foundational strength, muscle building, metabolism boosting type of a program. You're going to be doing lots of deadlifts and squats and presses. You're going to be perfecting those exercises. You're going to work through different phases where you're training for maximal strength and then more towards hypertrophy. And then at the end, you're going to be doing more of this higher rep, you know, uh, type routines where you're trying to get a good pump and you're building a lot of strength endurance. Then you'd want to progress to MAPS performance, which is a very different type of routine. It's very different from, you know, the some of the other programs that we have. But we, I, we, we all agree that that's the, probably the best progression for MAPS anabolic, unless your goal is very specific like bodybuilding. If you're just bodybuilding, then you could probably go to MAPS Aesthetic or something like that. But for most people, MAPS Performance, after you do MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance is going to get your body to move better and you're going to be able to do more multiplanar. That means you're going to move in different directions type exercises. And as a result of that, what you're going to find is you're going to get more balance to your body. You're going to build more strength balance and you're going to build a body that's more resilient to the workouts you'll be doing later on. Because MAPS Performance, we designed to build this kind of functional athletic type of performance. And of course, muscle building and fat loss is always uh, at the top in terms of priorities. Then from there, MAPS Aesthetic, which is more of your bodybuilding routine, and that's high volume. That's much more high volume. So you're going to be, your workouts are going to be a little over an hour, a few days a week, and then another, you know, two, three days a week. You're doing these shorter workouts where you're really just sculpting and shaping your body. Most people, that's their favorite part of this cycle. When they go through this kind of three core program cycle, their favorite part is MAPS Aesthetic because it really is, uh, I mean... It's the most individualized. It is, and it's, it's also the, the most narcissistic, if you will, in terms of like, <laughs> oh, I get to focus on like how I look. You yeah. know what I mean? I get to sculpt my body. And then from there, I mean, you can go a whole bunch of different directions. You can go MAPS Split if you want to go hardcore bodybuilding. Personally, you know, there's uh, this the sleeper program out there. Strong. Map Strong. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is a lot of fun. Um Doug recently did Map Strong 
And I saw his body change with Map Strong more than I'd seen in a long time with that program. And when I went through Map Strong, I you know I went through and tested it because it was a our new program that we had created at the time. And I was surprised at the aesthetic benefits I was well, getting. Well, I think it. there's two major reasons for that. Like I mean there's a lot of reasons, but I think there's two major ones. One, um, we we pushed a rep range in there that probably ninety percent of the people listening never go to. So it, it comes out phase one the opposite. Right out of the gates. Yeah, right out the gates in a twenty rep range. Like who trains in the twenty rep range? So Again, you know, making people do something that they they don't do a lot is probably going to send the loudest signal or give them the greatest adaptation, right? So, I think that is a big. And then how unique the movements are. Yeah, they're all yeah. stuff I mean, you don't ever do. Yeah, they're, they're snatch grip deadlifts. Oh yeah, people aren't doing that. Oh yeah, circus know. press. Like I mean, there's doing carries. I mean, there's 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 movements in there that are incredible movements that are you know the zercher deads. I yeah, mean, there's there's stuff in the, the, that program that most people either one you'll be the only person in the gym yeah going. that either you've never done or maybe even never seen before. And again, because you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're doing these types of movements. I think those are typically it's what I always say on this podcast. Typically, what we need to do is the stuff that we never do, and so mm, we yeah. we always gravitate to the things that we like and that we do most of the time. And strong is probably. You know, performance and strong, I would say, are the the two most unconventional, unique programs that we created that almost everybody that actually goes through it will see really, really good change It'll from probably it. be the most challenging for the majority of people. Yeah. Because it's so foreign, a lot, a lot of the movements in there, uh, unless you've been doing that and you've had a coach or, or strength conditioning coaches taking you through these types of movements. And uh, going back to, like, how Sal kind of laid it out, uh, which I totally agree. However, there's sometimes where, you know, there's people I know are even more deconditioned than mm. uh, maybe it's not best suited to have them start. Even though we do have a pre-phase in MAPS Anabolic, I don't feel like a lot of people um, are even ready for that situation. And so, um, you know, the ideal situation sometimes for me is to, to direct them to MAPS Prime or MAPS Prime Pro to address whatever issues we can and build better patterns we take them through that. Maybe they've never even lifted weights before. Maybe we want to go through maps anywhere and and get something that's, you know, like a little more um, of a prep uh, in, in terms of learning how to move their body and gain uh, the functionality of it. Now get into the barbell train, really focus on uh, strength training. But the ideal situation is to start with just focusing on strength training as the base. That's yeah. what we're well, focusing I mean, on. Sal, Sal said that really well when he first started giving it, laying it out for a bit, which was if we're talking to the average person who has some gym experience. Has a base already. But if we were to, if you were to ask me to assess a majority of the clientele that I have, mm. then MAPS Prime would be where you right. take start. Fortification I mean, workouts. Yeah, yeah. And, and, ju- and the assessment piece. I mean, as a trainer and as a coach... And if I've never met you before and you walk into my facility and I start you, I'm actually starting you in MAPS Prime. I mean, I'm going to assess your – I'm going to go through the three zones. I'm going to assess your movement. And then I'm going to build into whatever program or direction from that. So I'm going to definitely going to take you through Prime and and try and individual – and this is what we always encourage all people to do through all of our programs is – no one by any means is saying that this program is for these people 100% of all the time. No, you guys need to learn to 
individualize all of the programs for yourself. And the way you do that is through Maps Prime, is through going through the assessment process, seeing where where there is dysfunction since almost everybody has it, Mm -hmm. seeing where your specific dysfunction or breakdown is in your body, and then not only addressing it, but then also learning to incorporate it into any and all MAPS programs mm-hmm. that you go through in the And future. I think it's good with Prime as being the focal point for that is because of the fact that we made it so easy to assess that individually. Like I can like an assess, I can't do this movement. And I've gone through the protocol, you know, uh, and I've gone through the fortification sessions and I'm still having like pains or difficulty gaining that, that mobility. So I really need to now you know, dive deeper. And that's where Prime Pro you would go. Or if these address those movement patterns and you've gotten better and you've regained functionality with that, now we move forward. Yeah. I I think, you know, it's when you look at a lot of programs that are designed online, it it looks like someone sat down and said, "How okay, I want to make like a really hard or fun workout. That's kind of what the idea is. When we create our programs, we're coming from a, from it, from a personal training standpoint. Okay. We need to make programs that are going to work for this type of person. So what is this going to kind of look like? And then our goal with designing these these programs is to give someone an option to try something different but also work for their body all the time. Like we do know that that it's good to throw different routines and different programs at, uh, at your body. We also know that sometimes for the average person, certain workouts get boring. So you want to try something new and different. And so we actually wrote them in that kind of that order. I mean, I remember we wrote Maps Performance. You know, we could have very much easily written a yeah, look at Maps Hit. We wrote a Hit program, Which high intensity interval training, sold the most. Right, and we waited to do that because we wanted yeah. our audience to have a solid base before we throw them into this high intensity interval type uh, training type of a program. We even put a warning on it: this is not a routine that you should just cycle over and over again because it's going to damage your body at some point. This is a program you throw in and out to maximize, you know, whatever fat loss for a particular period of time. So when you look at our our workouts, the the programming is really the the main the main focal point. And then afterwards, we're going to try and make it look good and all that kind of stuff. So when you're when you're looking at the the, the programs, you can pick the one that's going to work best for you. And then after you're done with that, go with the one go with another one afterwards and continue and stay consistent. And uh, as Adam said, figure your body out along the way. Ideally, and it's funny, one of my favorite things about our forum is every once in a while someone will post how they've modified one of our workouts for their body. And I love seeing that because that means there's going to be some longevity in their workouts. Next question is from Sarah Shapes Up. You guys have talked about how your metabolism can adapt to cardio. How much cardio will trigger these adaptations? Mm. Mm. Your body's always adapting. It adapts to one session of cardio. But I, I think what you're asking is... I have the generic answer when, to that. Yeah, the, gener- the generic answer to that is it takes about two weeks. So like when the studies will show that it takes about two weeks for your body to really adapt to cardio. Strength training is like four to six weeks. And that's, again, why we phase the programs we did in strength training, because even that your body gets fully adapted to, and then the, prog- the progress slows down. And so your body's always adapting, like you said, Sal, but the, the return on cardio really starts to diminish really that's quickly, yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get on that treadmill every day for two weeks straight, and by day 14, you're already seeing less of the results that you were seeing on days one and two. 
And so it happens rapidly in, in, in cardio. Again, why it's such a bad way to go after fat loss because it only, and again, also why, you know, I saved that till the end of my prep. Like I, I, I held on to that as like my secret weapon that I knew if I only had a week or two left in my prep, I could ramp it up and I knew my body would respond to it because I hadn't thrown at it already. Had I done what I saw a lot of competitors do, which I think is, is silly, that have coaches that are putting them on cardio in their first week of their nine week or 12 week prep. Well, you, you idiot, you do that to them on, on nine weeks. Well, guess what happens when they're at weeks five, four, and three heading in their show? Their body's not really seeing much change from that anymore because it's adapted. So when it's become so efficient mm-hmm. at doing that, I want to, I want to throw cardio in there at the very end to really start to change and make sure that every day leading up into my show, I'm still seeing results. And that's why I only it, you only see it in my routine the last two weeks of a prep. Yeah, I really think when you look at exercise, you need to look at exercise as two different ways. One, how am I going to maximize the my health? Um, and then two, how am I going to set my body up to combat or at least to withstand the insults of modern life? Those are the two things you want to look at. So number one for health, cardio is great for health. There's nothing wrong with cardio when you want to improve your health. Now you can overdo cardio just like you can overdo anything, but a little bit of cardio is going to benefit your health. You're going to get some endurance. It's good for your heart. It's good for your lungs. It's going to actually help you with the resistance training when you do a little bit about uh, a little of it. Um, Resistance training, again, good for your heart, good for your health, good for your muscles, your bones, your hormones. Resistance training also sets you up better for modern life in the sense that it tends to speed up the metabolism so you can eat more and get away with eating more. And when I say modern life, well, you know, modern life is, it's really easy to eat a lot of food uh, because food is so accessible. So really look at exercise uh, that way. Now, if you want to avoid where your body adapts, um, you you just got to keep changing your workouts. The, The problem with cardio is there's only so much you can you can change. At some point, it just becomes doing more, doing right. more and more and more. The difference mm-hmm. between the stairmaster and the elliptical is not that big of a difference. Right, right, right. It's not. It's not as big of a difference as somebody who does a Bulgarian different exercise. Yeah, yeah, someone who does a Bulgarian squat versus a barbell back squat. Huge difference. Right. Huge change. Huge difference in, in adaptation that you're chasing after. You going from the elliptical over to the stairmaster, very minimal difference in that, and you're not going to see a great change from it. And so I, I'm glad you went the direction you went, Sal, because it when we, we do talk, we tend to hammer cardio all the time. And it's just because of our experience and the way that most people use it. By no means do we think that doing cardio is unhealthy. Is it healthy for you? If someone came to me and said, Adam, you know, should I do 20 minutes to 30 minutes of cardio every day? I like doing it. Makes me feel good afterwards. Absolutely. Those are all great reasons to do that. But if you come to me like 99% of the people that come to me and say, I want to make change in my body. I'm trying to make a step. I want to look different. I want to lose 30 pounds of fat. And and you, those are your things that you're desiring. Well, cardio is not the best way to go after it. In fact, it's one of the worst ways to go after it. And it should be used judiciously. But if you're just trying to be a healthy person, Yes, absolutely. Doing mm-hmm. 20 minutes to an hour of cardio every day at a moderate to low intensity, I think is a very healthy regimen to have in there, but it's not a great strategy for fat loss or getting in great shape. Yeah. I mean, the variables the variables that you have available to you with resistance training are so many, and the variables can change the, the stimulus so much that it's I can really circumvent 
my body plateauing with resistance training much, much easier than I can with cardio. Like, like we were saying earlier, I, I remember people would do that in the gym. They'd come in and they'd, today they do the elliptical and then tomorrow they do the bike or sometimes they do it on the same workout. I like to do 20 minutes on the bike, 20 minutes on the treadmill, 20 minutes on the elliptical. It's all cardio. Yeah. Like it's all cardiovascular exercise, very, very little different. I mean, you're getting more variation and a little bit more of the you know circumventing adaptation than someone just sticks to one piece of cardio, but not that much more, just a little bit more, which is t- entirely different with resistance training where I can change the exercise and it almost completely change the stimulus. I can change the rep range. I can change the rest period and it completely change it. But I, I don't want people to be afraid of cardio. You know, again, we've hammered on it so much. Really, it's relying on cardio to lose weight and keep weight off, and it's also just doing a whole bunch of it. Like if you're gonna, if you have an hour, if you go to the gym and you have one hour to spend in the gym, approximately 15 minutes should be devoted to cardio. 45 minutes should be devoted to resistance training. That's the ratio of time spent doing those activities for for the vast majority of people. Unless your goal is like maximum endurance, that's pretty much it. So. Consider that. Again, the vast majority of your time should be spent on resistance training, and then a smaller percentage should be devoted to to cardio. Next question is from AxeHandle5606. What do you guys think of those shoulder posture corrective braces for someone that sits for long periods of time having to read or use a computer? Awful. Yeah, these things are... crutching. You're crutching an issue. Yeah, I mean, for... As far as for awareness is concerned, like putting that on and knowing where your posture posture should lie and what that feels like, you know, that would probably be the only value I see in just like as an example, right? I could make that argument. You put, you, but that's me. I could do the same thing by as a coach placing that in them in that, you know, position and literally like, like having my hands kind of guide them um, into that retracted position. But yeah, as as far as like having that as a continual feedback, uh, I don't really see a whole lot of use for that in terms of them owning it and intrinsically understanding that's where they need to be. Yeah, the problems with these things is somebody who has, let's say, forward shoulder, which is just like it sounds, the shoulders roll forward, and they sit at their desk and they notice their, you know, here's the common ones, like my neck will start to feel tight because what happens when your shoulders are forward, the muscles that pull the shoulders back and down are weak. And so other muscles try to stabilize your shoulder girdle. And that tends to be some of the muscles that attach up at the neck. So people are like, oh my God, I have less neck tension and shoulder pain. So then they put one of these braces on. And what a bra- basically, it's like a reverse bra. Like yeah. squeezes your shoulders back and it locks into place. And you put it on. And then you'll sit at your desk and be like, whoa, my neck doesn't hurt anymore. It's an arb. Yeah, I feel, say what? It's an arb. Oh, bra reverse. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay. It, <laughs> it feels so good. Like I'm, I, I put this brace on. And now my, my shoulders don't hurt anymore. And so then you're trying to argue with them that it's a bad thing. And they're like, no, no, no. When I use it, feel great. I feel so much better. Here's what's happening. The, the brace is putting you in a position that muscles are supposed to do, are, are supposed to put you in that position. The muscles responsible for that atrophy and weaken even further. So now those muscles get even weaker because you're relying on this brace. And so what will happen over time when you wear this brace is you're going to need to wear it longer and longer and longer to the point where you're going to have to wake up in the morning, put it on, and that's it. And you won't have the capability of getting your body into that position. It's it's the Dr. Scholl's of upper body. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's exactly what it is. It's the same thing that people get uh, shoe inserts. 
because they had their feet pronate or they've, you know, they've, and the doctor, and I hate, that's why I hate that when, when doctors tell people to do this, to crutch a breakdown that you have because you've lost good connection to your feet. Yeah. And so you then, and then you then crutch it by inserting something into your shoe. And then to Sal's point, you just weaken it further. And so it's the same exact thing just for the upper body. It's a Dr. Scholes of the upper body. And if, like Sal said, yeah, you're going to feel good when you do it initially. Why? Because it's you're, you're you're putting yourself in the alignment you're supposed to be in. But your muscles are supposed to fucking do that. It's the same knock too that I have on a lot of chiropractors. You know, a lot of chiropractors they that you go in, you see your chiropractor, it's temporary relief. Yeah, they they pop you into place, and you know, try try debating with somebody or try arguing with a client. I mean, this was half of my career. I remember spending doing this. That's why it, fr- it frustrates me, and I'm so passionate about it. Is a client who had seen a chiropractor for years before I even got a hold of them. And trying to tell them that they to stop going to their chiropractor was like, yeah right kid you know what I'm saying every time I go see my chiropractor my back like feels my so life much lifeline right it feels so much better well that's because he's popped you back into neutral alignment knucklehead and you feel good temporarily but then what happens after a couple of weeks you go right back into feeling like shit again and then feel like you need to see your chiropractor no what's happened is you didn't address the root cause the root cause is you've got these underactive muscles that aren't firing properly and keeping you into that good alignment. And so then you have this poor posture that's causing stress on your body. And instead of addressing it, you're crutching it by by using a tool like this. Look, this it's no different than somebody coming up somebody coming up to me and being like, hey, my head hurts uh, you know, all the time. And I observe them during the day and what they're doing for half the day is they're banging the head against the wall. So what I do is I walk over and Give I say some aspirin. No, I walk over to them and say, Hey, put this helmet on. Yeah. Oh my God, that feels so much better, Sal. My head doesn't hurt as much. Thanks for putting the helmet on. No, no, no. Just stop hitting your head against the wall. That's what's going to fix it. So when you wear these these devices, it's uh, not only is first off, if you put one of these devices on and you notice that you feel a lot better, that you could feel way better than that by causing by strengthening the muscles that put you in that position. And it doesn't take a whole lot. You just got to do certain exercises. Like if you had a program like Prime Pro. You could do certain exercises, practice them five to 10 minutes every day. That's it. And over time, that will become your new natural posture. What will happen if you wear a brace over and over and over again is not, not, yeah, you'll get some temporary relief, but you'll actually cause your body uh, to develop worse and worse imbalances yeah, and over time you're taking the job of those muscles yeah it, it, so so therefore your body's you know signaling to those muscles that they're not as uh, important and so therefore you know the the resources aren't going to make its way there it's you know what it reminds me of a great example you ever go to like home depot and you see the dudes uh who help people out over there and they're wearing uh the back brace it's like a big weight belt yeah on, on their body always and they're like oh this yes oh this protects my lower back it, it's weakening Yep. Their lower back. What they don't realize is the second they take it off, they're fucked. They're, they've they've increased the risk of injury. Not only that, but what happens by wearing that all the time is you weaken your core so much that a- after a certain period of time, you're now as stable with this belt on as you were without the belt on before. Right. So yeah. now you're finding, oh shit, now my back's hurting again, but I'm still wearing the belt. Like what's going on here? Right. Now you got to wear it to bed when you have sex and stuff because your back goes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you go so hard you got to you got to put I mean, the, yeah. put the chalk sometimes on. Sometimes my hands. wife requests it. But I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a really good point. It, another thing it reminds me of is it's funny when I used to work with a physical therapist in my studio. She used to tell me that one of the worst things for 
because she used to work with a lot of elderly patients. One of the worst things for them was when they when their doctors would recommend that they use a cane or when they would use a walker. And she used to, she used to tell me, listen, watch what happens now that they're using a walker. Watch how their posture starts to form around the walker or their posture starts to form around the, the cane. And things start, at first they feel better, but that things start to accelerate in, in a bad way faster and faster and faster because of the things that they're holding on to and they're relying upon. Whatever you rely upon, literally will become a part of your body. It's like a, yeah, it's like an appendage at that point. It, it is. It's look, a, 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 another fi- final example. I've given like 10 of them, but final yeah. example. <laughs> you know, I've worn shoes p- since the first day I walked. Now I'm at the point now at 39 years old where if I took my shoes off and just walked around barefoot all the time, it fucking would hurt me. Ow. My my shoes have become a part of my body. It was funny. I was in I was in Cabo. Oh, I'm so sensitive. And I was walking on the beach. And there were segments of the beach where the sand was more coarse and there were like shells and shit. And I'm like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, you know, and it's like, I know why. It's because I, I took off my, my, my appendage, which was my shoe that I live in all the time. So if you want to have something like that and you want to always wear a, a corrective brace, start using one now. And I promise you in five years, you're going to have this thing on under your shirt all the time and then try Try looking cool when you take your shirt off in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, hey baby, let's. I got my hey shoulder there. brace on. Wait, wait, leave it on. Yeah. Anyway, look, if you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can check out some of our free guides and free resources. Uh, they're very valuable. They're phenomenal. They cost absolutely nothing. It's a way of us giving back to you. Just go to mindpumpfree.com. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.